For broadcasting or advertising opportunities, call 1-888-303-3884 or visit wildfireradio.com and click on Contacts. Hey, this is Big Daddy Graham, and you're listening to Wildfire Radio at wildfireradio.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the debut episode of the Straight Shooters Podcast here on Wildfire Radio. I am Vaughn Johnson of Philly.com. I am joined by my right on my right by Nick Bacone of Philly Voice and PhillyInfluencer.com. Uh welcome. This is it, yes, Nick. We're finally it. here. This is what we've been working for. Yeah, Straight Shooters Podcast. We're straight shooting about pro wrestling in the Philly area and around the world, of course. Uh, I've been covering wrestling for Philly.com for going on two years, covered a bunch of WrestleManias and interviewed a a bunch of people throughout the wrestling industry. Nick, uh, talk about things you've done in the uh, wrestling world for Philly Voice and Philly Influencer. I've been covering pro wrestling for the last, let's say, three years for BleedPhilly.com. And uh, this past year, right before WrestleMania, I joined PhillyVoice.com as their pro wrestling contributor. So between us, I think we have maybe about half a... Half a century? No. Yeah, maybe half a century about uh, pro wrestling between us. Yeah. 50 I mean, years. Fandom, not necessarily fandom. covering it. But uh, yeah, so we got, you know, we, we, we've been in and around uh, the industry a little bit covering it uh, for pretty mainstream websites here in the yep. area. Yep. Uh, as you heard in our intro, though, even though this is our debut episode, we're going to start off on a bit of a somber note because as you heard in our intro, that was a theme song of Rowdy, Rowdy Piper, who... Uh, hot Rod Hot Rod Yes indeed Sadly passed away last week At the age of 61 uh, WWE Hall of Famer All the accolades And And and, and, and You know Just Fame you can think of From a, of a professional wrestler One of the few That have actually transcended wrestling oh, Absolutely Not absolutely. like Just a popular wrestling star But he, he was no. in movies He was in TV oh, shows yeah. And oh, yeah. people just but knew who he was You see all the reaction from him Um after his death, it wasn't just wrestling fans. It was movie fans, um, the media in general. You know, it was uh, front page news. Yeah, it was on you ESPN. Know, it's ESPN. It's it's crazy how big his name was. You don't think about that when you think about Roddy Piper just because a lot of us take him for granted. And Yeah, we just it, think about the wrestling aspect yeah, of it. You yeah. know, and he, he did a lot of wrestling. We started out on the West Coast, of course. He made a home for himself out there in, in Portland. Uh, working for Don Owen, uh, of course, made his way through uh, the WWF, now WWE, in the early '80s. After the territories, after Vince McMahon started buying up all the talent from the territories, one of the key acquisitions was Roddy Piper from the NWA. Mm. Uh, of course, he became a huge star, going against Hogan in the Rock and Wrestling era. <clears throat> Pretty best, much one of the best errors in pro wrestling, bar none. Yes, it is, and he was a major reason for that. And parlayed that into a movie career, and and just just and enough can't be said about um, the legendary status of Roddy Piper. He was just a fantastic, of course, on the microphone. And I know people won't necessarily talk about his technical in-ring exploits because he really wasn't <laughs> a technician. He was more of a brawler, but he had some memorable matches too. So, mm-hmm. and of course, he's in you know big movies like They Live, which has become yeah. a cult classic, and I love that movie. Uh, I have to admit, I have never seen it. Come on. Now you have to I've see it. I've seen clips. So um, I, I think 
that's on my schedule for this weekend. Uh, I'm going to head down to uh, Ocean City, Maryland, and I'm going to have myself a good three to four hour window where I'm going to where I'm going to find that movie. John uh, Carpenter. Uh, maybe I'll get the DVD. It's a great so, movie. I saw it like maybe five years ago on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, is it, if it's still on Netflix, though. hopefully it should or, be now because uh, unfortunately yeah, Roddy Piper is no absolutely. longer with this. But uh, let's talk about uh, your favorite Roddy Piper uh, memories. Roddy Piper. My first ever Roddy Piper memory was WrestleMania six when he went against Bad News Brown. Um, <laughs> so I was a little confused about why he was half white and painted half black. But um, yeah, that's my first memory of him. But I won't say it's one of the best. My best memory of him has to be Royal Rumble 1992. It was his first title win ever in, in WWE. WWE. Yeah, and it was. It, I think it's kind of an afterthought. No one really looks at him and thinks, "Oh, he was an Intercontinental Champion" because he only held it for two months so, uh, before losing it to Bret Hart at WrestleMania. Right. So, just the reaction the fans had when he beat the Mountie, he made him you know go to sleep with the sleeper hold, <laughs> and his reaction where he completely flipped out in the ring after he realized like he won the title. <laughs> you know, it was almost like that was his goal, and he reached one of his goals, and just his reaction I think made it that special for me because I I had really never seen him react that way into winning yeah. a match you know he he was a bad guy for so long and then he he was a good guy and that was one of my yeah. first memories of him as a good guy because I wasn't really he kind of came and went in WWE he was uh, against Hogan he was the heel and then he left for about two years and, and he came, came back, back as a baby face as a face so and that's what always happened to him like in his mm-hmm. career he started he might start out as a heel uh, he was going against the Guerreros back in, on the West Coast and mm-hmm. trying to be the conqueror of the Guerreros and <laughs> just making, just taking off every Latino and Mexican he possibly could out there. But eventually, you know, he became a big baby face in NWA. And then, of course, WWF, he came, he was a heel. And then, because he was such a good heel, he became yeah. a baby face. Yeah. And he's pretty much been a baby face since the like, late Absolutely. 80s. He hasn't been a like, heel since. People hated him so much that they wanted to like him. They right. almost feel that way. And the fact that he went to WCW in nineteen ninety six, I was kind of upset because I liked him as the authority figure in WWF when right. he was the commissioner. But when he came out of Halloween Havoc in ninety six, when Hulk Hogan was in the ring, Hulk had just beat Randy Savage. And just having that music play, the bagpipes do it like everything for me. I, I love I love the theme music. I love his just his trademark swagger, the kilt too. Everything yeah. makes he made everything that he was. Uh, he wasn't handed anything, and no, he was not. No, and when he came out and he had that promo with Hogan at the end of Halloween Havoc '96, it was absolutely fantastic. I remember watching that, and while I was mad because I was a pro WWF guy growing up, so WCW, I was kind of like mad when they were doing good. <laughs> um, Hating when he when Piper came out, I was all in. I had I don't think I watched Raw for a good two months after that <laughs> because Jeez. I was just like completely flipped the script. And on when him. he won at Starcade against Hogan. That was one of my favorite, most favorite memories too. It's kind of on the back burner because it was WCW. You know, I don't view him as a WCW guy, but he had some. No, he's, he's, he had he's some great moments there. Right, so. he did. I mean, they, they had a, they did some good business with Hogan, him and Hogan mm-hmm. too. But even though he, you know, it, it really didn't result in anything monumental, but they did some, I believe, some fairly good business as far as pay per view numbers. But um, yeah, it's just like I said, enough can't be said about Piper. I guess uh, there's so many Piper memories you can conjure up and and uh you know yeah. all the piper's pits and then uh you know when he yeah. i like when he had the, the job on there he's like why do you always lose <laughs> you know <laughs> and stuff like that and uh he had uh oh, you know of course the, the snooker coconut thing mm. and 
I like the, the Piper's pity he had with uh, the shield. I think I think it was the shield, and uh, not that long ago, or I think he had John Cena on there a couple of times. Like he had some really good ones oh, in the he, last couple of years. Yeah, he did. And then, um, or well, of course, the one with Austin at WrestleMania 21 was good. But <laughs> yep. uh, yep. for whatever reason, there's one, there's one memory always sticks out it's when he was in the World Rumble at 92. So I guess we got the same event, yeah, okay? But different matches. Right. He was in the World Rumble. And he was, uh, I think it was him and Flair. It was him and Flair in there, but I forget. You think, I think you said it was Jake's uh, not, Jake Roberts? Him him and Flair. It was just him and Flair, and then Jake Roberts right. came in right after. So him. it was him and Flair in the ring, and I think once Jake Roberts came in, Piper started beating up Roberts, and Heenan's on commentary, because <laughs> he's rooting for Flair, obviously. <laughs> right. And Heenan's on commentary, oh, thank you, Piper. It's not a skirt, it's a kilt. <laughs> It's a kill. Oh, thank you. And then Piper, because you know he can't hear anything. He's just doing what Piper does. He starts beating up Flair. He ends upset all of a sudden. Oh, you creep! It's a skirt, not a kill. You creep. <laughs> so it's not really like not. just a Piper. I'm, I'm gonna go watch that when I get home. Right. Like, it's I a can't. It's a Heenan uh, memory too. But that was I was both made that was that funny. Moment. Right. And it, that was classic. So uh, yeah, that's a really good moment, by the way. It's just so, too funny. Too many. That's uh, a great- Moment. Too many Heenan moments to think of that's funny, but it's also a Piper moment because he was in the ring and it's a it's a it's a skirt, not a you creep. It's a skirt. But, uh, I love it. I love it. But uh, Piper, man, we we miss you and uh, rest easy. Uh, because absolutely, R.I.P. Definitely be missed, and uh, enough can't be said about this guy. But uh, among the tributes that we are just one of the dozens of tributes that's been to Piper, you can't have too many, right? Right. So, also, they had a tribute to him on Raw this past Monday, which we will get into now. We're talking about WWE and, and Raw and SummerSlam and what's going on with WWE right now. Let's start right off the top with, like I said, SummerSlam just over two weeks away, right? August 23rd? Yep. So, that's... What? Two Sundays from this Sunday. So, is that 16 days, 17 days from now? Sure. Yeah, today's <laughs> the 6th, right? I think it's the 6th. Uh, we'll go it with is. that. It is the 6th. So, 17 days from now, SummerSlam in Brooklyn, Barclays Center, uh... 2015 SummerSlam which uh, should be outdoors but it's not you would think so right eh. they should do it outdoors and there's, 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 there's soccer always gonna stick in my crawl something that I can't get over that they don't have a summer show and that's outdoors it, it doesn't make any sense it, but it they should and there's like facilities they could do it and it's not like they absolutely. have to do it in big stadiums they can yep. do it in like soccer only where there's like absolutely yep. 20 30,000 people but mm-hmm. alright that's besides the point <laughs> let's get to the big stuff surrounding SummerSlam, the build-up to SummerSlam. Of course, the big marquee match they're promoting is, I think it's the only one that's official right now, is Brock versus Taker. Brock Lesnar versus Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Paul Hammond comes out, cuts another tremendous promo amongst yeah. the, all the others he's cut in the last two years. He outdoes himself every week. I, I don't know how he does it, but he does it. He, he spoke in a different language. <laughs> and and that's gotta you, be it then. Right. And you even though you had no idea what he was saying, you still kinda understood what he was saying. Yeah. <laughs> you just got it. Yeah. Yep. And uh Brock was on top of the steps and you probably wish that Brock did more, but when you got Paul Heyman out there cutting a, a crazy yeah. promo like that, it's it doesn't even matter. So what do you really think of, of the match and what do you think of the build so far for Brock versus Taker? So we kind of heard that um, WWE was thinking about bringing back The Undertaker for the summer for a big angle. We weren't sure what it would be. We weren't sure Brock Lesnar was involved. And at Battleground, we had um, Lesnar and Rollins in the right. title match. And all of a sudden, the lights go out. So now we know you know, what's going to happen next. Like it, it was an exciting moment, sure, because we haven't seen The Undertaker in... Since WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, since WrestleMania. Well, yeah, WrestleMania this year. Yeah. I kind of keep forgetting about that because now it's like it never happened. <laughs> they kind of want you to, and, too. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Bray Wyatt and, is like, he had a match with Bray Wyatt, but don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, so ha- we have 
Taker come out and he looks great. He's in great shape. He's growing his hair out. Yeah, it's dyed and of course, you know, whatever. But he looks in great physical condition. Four fifty year old man. He, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> got to keep throw that Lesner, in there. You know, he gives Lesnar a choke slam. I think he gave him a tombstone as well. Oh yeah, I think he gave him two. He might have gave him two tombstones. We definitely did gave him a little blow as yeah. well. So at at that point, like I was, I was excited to see the Undertaker, but at the same time, I was like, why here? Why now? Exactly. Why Lesnar? Because I think Lesnar needs, well, maybe not needs the WWE title, but he needs to be in the picture because of how dominant he is. And the fact that he now is with Taker, I was kind of soured. But the next night when they had like that pull apart, pull apart brawl where it oh, yeah. seemingly never ended. They sold it, it. They sold me. They sold me on that yeah. because this match is going to, it's going to be the main event. Let's, yeah, let's be honest. It is. They're promoting it as such. So Absolutely. it probably will be. And the fact that you're right, it's the only match that's been made official so far. The fact that Paul Heyman basically sold the match too this past week with his promo. Um, we don't need to see Lesnar next week. We'll probably see Taker again at, at some point. Maybe another brawl, which I wouldn't be against it, but I know mm. we've already seen the visual and the pull apart. Um, They'll have another face to face, I think, before that, SummerSlam. Uh, Probably would, on, a, on a go home episode. I would not, not be against that. Uh, I just don't think this. I don't know where their creative minds are. Why does this matter right now? Here's the thing. I don't. Not sure they really know where the creative mind. Because they're just they're really at the at the end of the day they're really trying to pop a buy rate get people interested in SummerSlam. It's not really about what's going to happen after that. For them, it ain't. It should be about what's going to happen after that. It should be about what the story is. But for them, it's like, hey, that's Undertaker. Hey, that's Brock Lesnar. I'm buying. I think that's what they think people are going to do. It's like an impulse buy. Absolutely. And I think I'm not there sure. will be people like that. Yeah, there will be. But I, I think they're banking on there being more than what, what is actually going to happen. Right. I think, you know, SummerSlam tickets sold out a while ago. So it's not like yeah. you need to sell tickets. Right. Because people are going to be bought in anyway, regardless of who is on top of the car. Because like WrestleMania, SummerSlam kind of sells itself. Absolutely. Especially with it being yep. back on the East Coast and stuff like that. So uh, I think that they just like, hey, we got Taker, we got Brock. Why not throw this out there and try to get some mainstream attention? But from a creative standpoint, as much as, much as they're doing a good job with it, they're kind of... It's kind of an, a precarious position because who really loses this match? <laughs> that's that's you know, the million Somebody has question. to that's, win. Somebody has to lose. Exactly. And so do you have? Yeah. Obviously, you could have Brock win, but what do you just take a comeback just to lose again? Right. Yeah, and I don't see that happening. Like, but why do would you beat Brock would, at this point? Exactly. Exactly. Brock's lost. I think zero. I don't think he's been. He, he lost the triple he threat match, but he wasn't pinned. Right. So you don't no, have he, that visual. Yeah. He he hasn't been pinned since WrestleMania 29 against Triple H. Mm. That's, I'm pretty sure that's the last time he's been pinned, and that shouldn't have even happened. Right. <laughs> you know? I agree with that. Yeah. So he hasn't been pinned in over two years in the match, and he's been straight up dominant since. Mm. Is it time? I don't think so. That, not at all. Not at all. And the fact that he just signed a new, I think it was two-year deal before WrestleMania. It's a, it's a multi-year deal. Multi, it's it's and, for more than um, one year. We know that. <laughs> and we have... Him, he's in the prime now. Like he's in the prime. Yeah. He he's dominant. He doesn't need to do a lot anymore. Like he can be he's where, not ten years younger. He can be what Ronda Rousey is to UFC. That Absolutely. dominant force that just beats the crap out of people. Absolutely. And, and lays waste. And people will buy in because people believe in Brock. Mm-hmm. And he's huge. And and they've up to maybe up until this up until this point they've done a really good job with Brock mm-hmm. and keeping him protected. He doesn't. Even, he barely even sells for people. Right, and, and, people, and we like it. <laughs> like, yeah. we like, yes, give me more. 
<laughs> if it's Cena, we hate it. But when right. it's Brock, we like it. But it, it's more believable with Brock, so it's okay. That's true. That's true. You know, and I think you're right. Having the Undertaker come back just to lose doesn't seem like a smart move. But I could see it where Lesnar is still dominant. Taker comes back for revenge only to lose again, and then maybe he finally walks away. Do you have him? Retires. Do you have Undertaker lose but get in a bunch of offense on Brock? Because I think that would even be a mistake. I think. I think keeping Brock as dominant as possible for at least another, maybe until next year to WrestleMania, is the smart way to go. Because I think to be Brock, obviously, is a special attraction just because he's yeah. Brock. But yeah. the way he's been booked, you can still you can make people want to see this happen. It's like, okay, who is this guy? I mean, obviously, you know who he is. But right. since when does people like that just dominate pro wrestling? Right. Obviously, we all know it's scripted and whatnot. But that, oh, yeah, like no nobody's been booked the way he has. Right. It, it, you're exactly right with your uh, ana- analogy to Ronda Rousey and UFC. If they look at Brock and they see what he does, and, and if he beats The Undertaker at SummerSlam, you have those two victories over him in the last two years, maybe that maybe that is what WWE needs. Maybe they're trying to create their own Ronda Rousey. And some may argue Brock's already in that echelon, but is, he's not a champion right now. So some people may look at the lack of title as like, hey, like maybe he's not the real deal. Kept to the casual fan. I don't know. I think that when he was the champion... And I'm not saying he should be the champion. I'm not saying that he shouldn't have taken it off of him. I, you know, I, I'm happy with Seth Rollins. I'm not happy with the way, yeah. the way he's been presented. Yeah. But when he was the champion, he made that belt look special. He did, and, and he made WWE look special because he was the champion. He was on Sports Center mm. on ESPN. Yes. yes, you know, like, like that does not happen. Your yeah. WWE champion is on Sports Center announcing that he's resigning with a, a company that predetermines their outcomes. Yeah. That's how, unbelievable. How, right? are, how are you going to like right after SummerSlam's over the top? story on Sports Center is going to be Brock Lesnar or The Undertaker wins. <laughs> I don't see how it happened, but I don't know. It's just it's just weird because they definitely had that at the WrestleMania when Seth Rollins won right. the title. Yeah, absolutely. That's mind-boggling. That, it is. And that's only because Brock beat him. I mean, he beat Brock, I should yeah, say. Right. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm looking forward to the matches. I, I'm just looking forward to see what happens. I don't know if the match is going to be... I, I think it's definitely going to be better than the WrestleMania match because Undertaker yeah. hopefully yeah. won't get hurt. <laughs> he might, but hopefully it's it won't happen. Fingers. Because I think if The Undertaker didn't get hurt at WrestleMania 30, that, that had the potential to be a match of the night. I remember before uh, WrestleMania, I picked that match to actually be the best match of the night just because I thought both guys would bring it. Right. But obviously, with The Undertaker getting a concussion, I think I know at the point where that happened in the match, they were outside and Brock caught his foot and just flung him. And I think Undertaker hit his head on the on the mat yeah, outside. Who knows? I, like, I've, I've rewatched that match a bunch of times because I wanted to see where the injury happened. It's hard to tell because the Undertaker was so dominant in the beginning of the match. You right. know, he was getting a ton of offense on Brock and then right after that happened, it just, it felt like the just match just kind of, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was odd because I was, I was in the building for that and it was just an odd match. I was just <laughs> like, what is happening right now? But, uh, we won't mm-hmm. go into predictions just yet. We got plenty yeah. of time, but yeah. I'm just I'm just curious to see where this goes from here. Mm-hmm. We uh, have two, two more Raws until SummerSlam, so we'll see if the Undertaker comes back. Brock Lesnar was on this past week. Uh, we'll see if the Undertaker comes back this week or if he waits until the Go Home Show. And, right. And what is it? Uh, what's, what would be the date on that? That'd be August. It should be oh, the show is on August 23rd, so I guess it'd be six days before that. So it'd be August. 
17th. Yeah, yeah, I can count. Because <laughs> I got to look, look at the calendar. Because uh, I think <laughs> Nick, come on. Maybe I'll look at uh, some some of the advertisements for that show to yeah. see if they list. You Nick, know, twenty three minus twenty three minus six is seventeen. Nick, come on. Are you sure about that? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so let's get to the uh, I guess would be the semi main event program yeah. right now. Yeah, Seth Rollins yeah, versus you can John hear it Cena. In, you can hear it in my voice. Yeah. Why you don't seem happy about this? <laughs> I don't see why. Cena has to be back in the world title picture. I understand he's been out of it. I understand that Rollins needs an opponent. They already did Dean Ambrose. He's not going to go yeah. back to them. I, by the way, later we're going to talk about what the heck they're doing with Dean Ambrose because I don't think it. I don't think he, they even know. We no. have he Roman Reigns isn't going to get close to the title because and I he, think they're still waiting for WrestleMania. And he just lost to Bray Wyatt anyway, so it wouldn't <laughs> he, make any sense. Which, by the way, <laughs> we predicted wouldn't happen. We thought. Uh, Right. Ray would win. I, I swore up and down that <laughs> Roman Reigns is going to win that match, yeah. but oh well. Uh, and actually, that match I think has been made official on tonight's SmackDown. And spoiler alert! Are you alert, spoiling? Spoiler alert, Come spoiler on, man! Uh, well, SmackDown is in one hour, but uh, <laughs> so close your ears if you haven't heard this yet. It's too late uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> we will have uh, right now. It's a tag team match, so hopefully that changes. It'll be Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper versus Roman Reigns. And everybody and saw Ambrose. that coming anyway. So yeah, and like I said, what are they doing with Dean Ambrose? Like right now, he's just kind of in the middle of something. He doesn't have a primary program. He already did it with Bray Wyatt last year. Now it's a the disaster. End of last year. <laughs> <laughs> and just being teamed with Roman Reigns, you know, he's kind of an afterthought. Like he's hugely popular, no question. Maybe even more popular than Roman Reigns right now, but. They're building Roman Reigns back up because right. next year I'm pretty sure they're going to put the title on him at WrestleMania. So I thought they were going to put this title on, on him by now, like by SummerSlam. But that's neither here nor there. But like I said, we're talking anyway, about sorry, sorry to go on that tangent. Nope, it's the first episode. It's like that's preseason right. <laughs> almost. Not really, but cause this is real. But <laughs> but this is Game Three. Yeah, uh, but uh, we're talking about Cena Rollins. Cena Rollins uh, is probably going to be title for title. And I think that is that's a potential huge sell for me to having Cena the U.S. champion, obviously having Rollins as the world champion. I love seeing title for title. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe it's because my first ever wrestling match was the WrestleMania Six main event. I saw the Ultimate Warrior Intercontinental Champion go against Hulk Hogan. The don't confuse people. Champion. You weren't in Toronto for that match. You just saw it on. I TV. saw it on. TV. Okay. Yes, <laughs> I was not in Toronto. I, <laughs> if I was, that would have been quite a story. Right. You'd be um, like Edge yeah. using the crowd. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> see, I missed out on that. I could have met him. <laughs> yeah, but you know you're gonna be a, a superstar in 20 years. <laughs> That's right. But uh, a Hall of Famer in 20 years. But um, how do you see this going? Because I, I see it. It is it's a is a really I don't say awkward, but it's just again you kind of put yourself in a corner here. Because do you really want to take the title off of Cena? So you right. They've just been doing so great with it. Right. Actually, way, blew our expectations away by far. Or after, after he won it, do you want to put the title back? The, the WWE title on Cena, take the title off Rollins, mm. and even though his run has been fantastic, but you put it on Cena right. and you run the risk of upsetting a lot of maybe right. hardcore fans, maybe not the kids. The kids will love it, but and you know what? I, I gotta admit, I wouldn't be against that because just this might be Cena's best year in terms of wrestling matches yet. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it, I think it certainly if, has. If he continue, and I don't know if this is their way of making Kevin Owens more of the story in the future because now it's not about Owens and Cena anymore. It's about Cena and Rollins. And if Cena's the world champion, does Owens re-engage in the feud with Cena 
and does he become world champion? Now, I don't think that's going to happen, but that's something I really want to happen. Like, I don't think I see it happening either. But but for for Cena to be back in the title picture, it, it does like it's kind of soured on me when he came out. It might have been. I don't know if it was the night after Battleground where he came I think out. It was or okay, I wasn't sure if it was the week after. Um, he went. He came out and interrupted Rollins' promo, so you knew where it was going oh, right course. away. And to me, not knowing the whole story, not knowing how they were going to put it together, I was like, I really don't want to see this because I wanted Owens to take the United States title oh, from Cena, and the fact that that didn't happen, and now Owens is kind of in the mid card right now but i guess in there's in, in wwe's defense what would you rather see for SummerSlam, title versus title or cena going after the wwe title after losing the u.s title and owens defending the u.s title against somebody else maybe that, cesaro or something like that that's what, an absolutely great point you know honestly i like i just said i'd rather probably see title, title for title, title. exactly and i would love to see raw like no one i don't think anyone's gonna expect rollins to win this if it's if the match is made mm, official it hasn't been made official yet, i think there's it, a chance i don't know why because Cena just beat him clean last week. Right. And made right. him tap out. So with, that's with what, a broken nose. Right. So that's what makes me think, like, maybe there is a chance that Rollins could win. Mm-hmm. Or at least may not win, but he may not lose. And they don't, nobody loses the title. Right. It might maybe be some type of shenanigans. Nefarious means, you know, maybe somebody comes out and makes a debut that we don't know about that injures Cena. And Rollins, Rollins wins. Vacates maybe the U.S. title. I don't know if they're going to have a double champion. They haven't done that. Well, in a while, in a long time, which at least not with a, the WWE champion. Of, right. At least not with the WWE. Well, right. I guess you, if you count maybe like the times with Cena was like he was with Shawn Michaels and he had the tag titles. Yeah, and he was WWE yeah. champion, yeah. but that was a tag title. It's not like Eight another. Ago, yeah. yeah, that's not like with another singles title. Right, with the WWE yeah. champion. So that's interesting. I, at the, and the way they're building Rollins, you know, Rollins is like you know he doesn't need the authority anymore. He's still Triple H's boy. <laughs> He's still Triple H's boy. Let's put two titles on him to make fans really maybe like that don't revile him yet, like just to hate him even more. Right. Which, you know, I, I'm on board with it. I'd love to see him have two belts. So, yeah, I think, I mean, I think Seth Rollins is super talented. I'm just not sure if the way he's been booked is really credible, has made him any more credible. It hasn't. You, no, so, I don't know if people right. would buy into him being, no pun intended, buying in, but I don't know if people would buy into. Him being a double champion, I mean, without I think, any help, right? Yeah. I think that he's done the last couple of weeks. He's done really good work mm-hmm. as far as the match with Cena, you know, breaking his nose and whatnot. And then right. the promo he cut last, well, this past Monday was really good. I thought, even though it was kind of long, but it was good. Right. And I like the shirt and the fact that he challenged Cena. That, right. that was another thing that you don't see in today's wrestling: the champion challenging the challenger, unless there's. Well, they're both uh, champions, big technically. Reason. Right. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Champion <laughs> title, challenging title. the champion. Right. We have uh, Rollins coming out and say, like, I challenge you, you know, while Cena's at home. Well, actually, he was training. They WWE posted videos on Twitter of Cena training already, like, with the broken nose. Like, Is his face all busted stops. up? Yeah. They, he yeah. had, like, a the mask. bandage on it. Yeah, you know, it wasn't even a mask. It was just, like, a small bandage. Yeah. That's why he didn't <laughs> show up to Raw, it? because his face is not is pretty <laughs> no, deformed yeah. right now. You don't yeah. want to see him right now. <laughs> if he looks like even, Sloth from Gagoonies or something like that. I think that would make it so much better, though, to have yeah. them see that. Maybe do, like, a satellite promo from him on Rollins. Um, they I, I, they got to do it this week. 
they got to do it this Monday on Raw because he needs to answer the challenge. We can't have Michael Cole telling us, "Hey, John Cena accepted the challenge of Seth Rollins." I, I, I guess they. Could. I mean, I don't. I don't know. If I, they do that, if they do that, I'm out. I'm not watching SummerSlam. <laughs> really? You know, the match I, is probably going to be really, really good. That's the only that's, saving grace. That's probably that's, that's probably it. the big saving grace of this whole and thing. The match is going to be fantastic. You such, know it is. That's such a great point, and the fact that Cena's. Like I said earlier, this might be seen as best year wrestling wise in right. the ring. The fact that his old matches with Rollins, you know, years past. I, I rewatched the War so, Rumble match, the Triple Threat. Right. What an incredible match that was. Was it? The Triple yeah. Threat with yeah. Brock? Yeah. What do you say that for? Nah. <laughs> I didn't rewatch it. So I'm, oh, I'm, oh, I'm telling you. No, it's it was amazing. You're making me want to go rewatch it. I remember it, so watching I it in might. person. And it was amazing. Yeah, that, it, it was great. But rewatching it, on, it was incredible. But. Uh, I'm looking forward to that type Noted. of Right. I'm looking forward to that type of production from those oh, two. Absolutely. I think it's going to be fantastic. And if they Now I wonder if they'll split it up cuz with when they have like double main events like this, they usually split it up. They put one earlier like in the middle. They, yeah. And I think they should do that because now they're 4 hours going on 4 hours. So Which I don't crazy. think you can have Cena Rollins in the 10 p.m. hour and then Brock Taker right after I mean, that. They could feasibly, I guess. I mean they, burn out the crowd. Yeah, but to me, I like if you watch old NWA shows, they would have tag title match, US title match, world title match, and you just kind of one just goes on top of the other, and you yeah. just bring the crowd more up. Like one be- match is better than the other, so you don't like have the right. tag title right. match better than the US title match, and you don't have the US title match right. better than the world title match. You just it builds to a crescendo. I see your point to where you don't want to burn them out, yeah. which could happen. But we'll see people in the audience start like looking on their phones. Right. I, I, I know the NWA used to do stuff like that, and yeah, New Japan it, it does it too. They just re- stack it. They do. Yeah, like they just current day, they still do yeah. it that way. Okay, they just stack them like if if your best three matches maybe, on at the end of the show. I'm just well now the fact that it's on the network, I get to pause it so I don't have to miss anything. So right. that, uh, I th- I think there's there's benefits to both though, to where you you do have one after the other. Mm-hmm. You're saving your big matches for the end, yeah, and you're exactly. just you're building the show to a crescendo. I, like I said, I see it the other way though, mm-hmm. where you don't want to kind of space right. them out, so you don't you you, you bring the crowd up, bring right. it back down, yeah. bring it back up again. I'm pretty biased though because SummerSlam 1992 is one of my favorite events ever, and they had the world title match, you know, in the middle. WrestleMania 8, we just talked about with Roddy right. Piper, it, they had the world the title match right in the middle. So I think growing up with that, and they were both in the same year, both right. in 1992. And they've done it recently too. Yeah. They've done it recently. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I think because I love those shows so much that I'd rather see if you, if you book two main events because SummerSlam 1990 they had a double main event it was Hulk Hogan and the Earthquake and then Ultimate Warrior and Rick Rude in the Steel Cage which one was went on Philly. last was it Warrior and, and Rude yeah Warrior okay. and Rude went on last and I was actually there apparently it was in 1990 <laughs> and it was the same year as Wrestlemania so, and my parents swear to me that I was there and <laughs> I, I just don't remember it but yeah. I have it on tape and watching it now like obviously i could watch it and it wouldn't bother me but i think just having the double main event back to back so i don't uh, know but they did have that 15 minute intermission for them to put the steel cage on, they don't so. they don't have that anymore right <laughs> no they don't need no. that that'd be crazy but uh so do you like the way it's been built up so far i i don't think it's been built up enough just because now we have seen his broken nose so he wasn't on raw that's a blessing week. in disguise i think it has to match that's that's absolutely complete, true complete i think that's accident. a great layer to the storyline but nothing was really furthered this week and i'm hoping well they did have the 
the, the challenge. The challenge. And they had a crazy, crazy match with him and his Rollins oh, and Neville. Neville. That was I, amazing. Oh, my. <laughs> that false I, finish was incredible. I, I couldn't believe I legitimately thought he won at that I point. I did, too. Like, I, every, I, he, I, they I, had I think it. I tweeted it out. I think I tweeted out. I seriously did not see his foot on the rope. That, was, <laughs> no. Whether it was accidental with the angle or if it was no. perfect. No, it was them. perfect. That's, well, that's, I, that's how they planned it. And it was because the referee put his hand down, stopped, and then looked. So, yeah. of course, it was planned, but they well, had no, a, that, but the angle of the camera. Oh, like, yeah. Like, it just felt like his... Because you, you saw Rollins put his shoulder back down because his momentum was carrying. So, right. you saw him put it back down. So, I'm like, oh, my God. like He's really pinned him. And then I see his foot on the rope maybe like two seconds later. Right. So, they, they did that perfectly. That was they did. amazing. And I don't know and who thought of that. That made Neville, I think. Uh, yeah, he, it helped him. Hopefully, they follow up. But it helped yeah, him. He's, it, he's going to be mired in a feud with Stardust. Right now, but, <laughs> it protected um, his finish, at least, did, at the very it, least. Absolutely. And, and the fact that that visual we have now of him pinning Rollins, right. if they decide to move further with him and give him a push, went, have him win a title, people will actually take him. Right. It gave incredible. you the impression that he could have been champion. Absolutely. That he almost it, won the title. It was the same way with Jericho and Triple H yeah. back in, like I think it was 2000. 2000. That was amazing. Yeah. I just watched that recently, by the way. Yeah, that was incredible. That was in uh, PA. That was a State College, I believe. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was incredible. Yeah, it was a dusty finish. They, but they, they executed that great, though. That was, they did. That was they better did. than a lot of other they dusty did. finishes. Yep. All right, so let's move on here. Move on. You can talk about um, what else is going on in SummerSlam. We got Cesaro and Kevin Cesaro Owens. Cesaro Owens, which, I, like, double-edged sword for me, because I want Owens to... Somebody has to lose, unfortunately. So that... that because you have Cesaro coming up, you know, yep. Tyson Kidd, you talk about blessing in disguise. Tyson Kidd's injury is a blessing in disguise for Cesaro because they're actually utilizing him now in the way they should have utilized him years ago. But he didn't reach for the brass ring, apparently, according to Vince McMahon. Oh, but yeah. Cesaro, and he's Swiss. Yeah. <laughs> His accent, I couldn't understand him this past week. Yeah. Like, that's so ridiculous. <laughs> I can't say so many negative things about what, he's, what Vince said about that. But having Cesaro now is in a high-profile match, and he's being built up very well. Came Kevin out in a Owens, nice fly suit. He was looking sharp. Uh, Sharper's attack. And I actually watched NXT last night, and Michael Cole had an interview with Kevin Owens. Which was incredible. And, <laughs> I loved it. And, but the one thing that I'm not sure about of how they're building up Owens is that he just continuously leaves segments. But that's <laughs> like his thing, matches. Though. He leaves Michael Cole asked him a question. I, I don't even remember what the question is, was. If, do you, can, can you beat Can you beat Finn Balor? When they face each other at the uh, NXT Brooklyn show. Right. I just don't believe that he can win the title. It's a ladder match now. Yeah. I, I but, think it's official. Yeah, but this is the weird thing about Kevin Owens because he's chasing the NXT title. And the next right. day, he's going to face Cesaro. So how do right. you go about that? Does he lose to Finn Balor? But mm-hmm. then beat Cesaro the next day? Like, do you end Finn Balor's reign mm-hmm. to make Kevin Owens look stronger so that yeah. if he loses Cesaro, it's a strong... Like, it's a weird, because I thought... I mean, you talked about this a couple months ago mm-hmm. at the WWE house shows, like, before right. the, this, yeah. the the last Cena match. Yep. It's like, they have Finn Balor and Kevin Owens night before SummerSlam. Do they have Owens walk into that match as a U.S. champion and lose to Finn Balor? That's not going to happen. No, so not he's not going to be U.S. No. champion. Right, so... I think that's what we realized. Well, he's not beating Cena, right. and we kind of—I was kind of mad about that. So, right, because they're not going to have him lose right. as U.S. champion to the NXT champion. Right. So he's not right. going to be U.S. champion. Right. And now that it's a ladder match, like there's got to be a winner. Like there's right. going to be no nefarious, it's, ma- it's, like you know, like it's it's, there, it's a lot of strange situations going on. But 
I think this Owen Cesaro thing is. I, I liked what they did this past Monday with the Miz TV segment. I thought the Miz yes, was good in his role. That I was that was great. Everybody was good in their roles. I'm, mm-hmm. Of course, we all know the match is going to be great, but I like the fact that they're putting time and giving promo time to a. This is a strictly mid card feud. This does not involve right. main eventers. Right. It's not like when Cena's in the mid card with Owens and they're giving them time. Of course, because Cena's a main eventer. Right. This is two, yes. two mid carders or upper mid carders, whatever you want to say, getting promo time on Raw, not SmackDown, right. but Raw. Yeah. Significant yep. time, and they're both putting they're both elevating each other. So I thought that was just a step in the right direction, sure. and I thought everybody did well in that role. And I'm, now I'm looking forward to the match more. Okay, yeah, absolutely, and I think it's going to be. Uh, hopefully, Owens doesn't leave it and I don't, count it out. Well, of course he won't. That's that's the only thing I don't like about his booking right now. Just it makes him look like a coward, and I know it's how they want to build his character, but it just it rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. So both thumbs up on that right now. Yep. What I'm kind of lukewarm on though is his quote unquote divas revolution, which is not really, really a revolution at all. Yeah. I'm, I I like the fact that they're having really good matches. I like the fact that they're putting over people like Sasha Banks, Charlotte, Beckinland strong with submissions, tapping people out. I like that. Mm. But what is the end game? What are we leading to? And what's what's so revolutionary about what they're doing? Just now, say that they're out there and they're beating people up. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, that's what it is right now. And part of me, and I th- actually, you know, a lot of me thinks they're doing this just to familiarize the audience with these new divas. And I get it, but you're and running through a lot of matchups. They are. They're they running are. through a lot of matches and they could potentially Nikki's, use in the future. Nikki's still champion, so it's kind of like, you're right, what is the end game here? Right. Nikki's still champion. What is there really a revolution? So I'm hoping SummerSlam is that real beginning of the revolution where Nikki loses the title to Charlotte. I, I, well, that she made Charlotte. I don't uh, know. Charlotte if you, made her tag. I don't know if you heard, but you know they want Nikki to break the record. That's the rumor. Uh, that they want Nikki to break uh, AJ Lee's record. So AJ Brooks yeah. <laughs> changed her Twitter right. handle. But so she's not gonna. Uh, how long is that running? I have now, no idea. But it's, it's another two months or so. No, I think. Not, it hasn't been a year. No, not she yet. wanted a Survivor Series. Right. I think. Yeah. So the, 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 the title AJ Brooks's AJ Lee's title reign wasn't a year. <laughs> it wasn't a year. It was close to it though. But yeah. It, <laughs> I really hope that's not what is fueling that's, them. That's what everybody's saying on the, and, on the, uh, on the net, man. Yeah, the dirt sheets. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk some, some about those later. But uh, Charlotte, I think, deserves the title now. We've seen the visual of her making Nikki tap. Right. That's, so. that's what it looks like. They're going with Charlotte as the first to yes. break through for, uh, out of Sasha that, Banks, Charlotte, and Becky. Charlotte's going to be the first one to break through. Yes, absolutely. And think about the matches Charlotte and Shasta Banks had at NXT, and Incredible. you're going to see that on WWE like every week now. It's I, I, the audience doesn't even know about it, right? Because I, I don't know how many watch NXT, but but there's there's something to be said about also getting these people over in 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 a, a uh, character sense. Why right. should we like Charlotte? Right. Obviously, she's Ric Flair's daughter, so that's a reason, mm-hmm. and people are going to get behind her because of that. But why should we like Becky Lynch? I don't think people right. really uh, know. Yeah, I don't. And why should we dislike Sasha Banks, mm-hmm. who's the heel? But a lot of people like Sasha Banks, including right. myself, because yeah. she's awesome and she is the she boss. Does. She's and probably the best all-around female performer in the world right now. Absolutely. I agree with that. She's the NXT champ, women's right. champion. She's, and she's she great. Great matches every week. She yeah. is legitimately probably the future top diva right. in the WWE. You can't hate her. Like, right. Just, they should have brought her in as a face. You know, I know, I know that's but a character. But her character isn't necessarily a face, though. Yeah, but, but so it's, it's weird. People like, like, people like Dean Ambrose, so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's, he's a crazy man. But uh, 
But you're liking what they're doing with this diva, diva's I do, revolution. I do uh, because it's new, it's fresh. It, yeah. I write about it every week now. Like I, I used to kind of ignore it because oh, nothing new happened. Definitely, nothing new. Literally, nothing new. It's the same segment, same lines. The only thing I think was AJ Lee and ha- and Nikki had a war of words before Survivor Series. Yeah. And maybe that was the most interesting thing that happened the past two years in that division. Now we <laughs> that's, actually that's have sad. <laughs> we have entertaining matches. We have women that really bust their ass to try and entertain the crowd. We don't have women there just to kind of use it as a stepping stone for their modeling career. Exactly. Or, they want to be yes, wrestlers. Absolutely. This is what their dream was. And I, mean, I th- and I think the audience is starting to realize that. I'm hoping we know that because we've been following their careers. Right. And the fact that, you know, they're getting the time now, I just, I really hope this revolution stays. I, I, I like the fact that, like, I like seeing the great matches. I'm all for that. And they're good matches. I, I'm entertained by them. I just want to see more, I guess, storyline development. I just want to see yeah. more character yeah. development. And what, I think it's been what's going on three weeks or four weeks. It's since been about a month, the, yeah, about a month. So we, we, you're right. We need to figure out why these girls are here. What the character development's the most important part. And if we don't get that in the next month or two, it I might don't get know. stale. It, and it might, yeah. and what's so revolutionary about doing what Stephanie McMahon told you to do? <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie brought us here. You know, Stephanie told us to do this. And it's like, well. That's not revolutionary. No, That's no, just no. you're just doing what the no. boss told you. Absolutely, I, I don't. That, that kind of got me soured on that. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I don't want to bring you down. I'm just. It's just. Yeah, I think about it that way. That's the way I think about yeah. it. Like, what's actually happening? That's a good point, though, because I, I I never looked at it that way, and thinking that okay, character development goes a huge way in having the audience captivated, have the audience behind a certain person. They're trying to do that with Roman Reigns right now. They, they, the Bray Wyatt angle, you know, huge character development for him. So I'm hoping that the divas really, and to me, they've been grabbing that brass ring that Vince always talks about. Right. And let's just hope that somebody notices. Right. Uh, so again, what do you think about uh, SummerSlam buildup? And uh, we'll go into a break, but what do you think about SummerSlam buildup so far? What do you, what so do you far, think about overall? I, I mean, I'm sold. You have Lesnar Taker and we have Cena Rollins. It's the two, two main matches that are going to be presented like we talked about, Lesnar Taker, I just want to see the visual. I don't even, like, at, the, at this point, I don't care who wins. Like, if Taker wins, good. Like, he gets his revenge. Doesn't make Brock look bad. It depends how it goes. I care who wins. It, it doesn't, if Heyman turns on Lesnar. That'd be silly. You know, see, it would be. But I, there are certain outcomes where he can lose. Uh, not that I want to see it either. But that'd be bad just business. The visual of Lesnar versus Taker. I think it still has some, like some allure. You, some, it's not like something you've never seen before, though. That's true. And it's not like you haven't seen it in a but, while. It's been just a little over a year. But, but then now Undertaker's healthy. Right. You know, and before their WrestleMania match, we hadn't seen that in ten, like 10, a decade. 15 years. Yeah. So. so I get that. But I'm, I'm, I'll am i still have to see where it goes. I mean, I, I'm liking certain things. Like I said, I like the uh, Cesaro, uh, Kevin Owens thing. I'm, I'm still kind of luke not really lukewarm i like what they're doing to divas revolution just want to see where it goes right it's like kind of an incomplete type of thing right cena raw is going to be a great match uh despite whether you think it should happen or not regardless it's happening and it's <laughs> going to be a good match and i just i'm interested to see where they go with that too because i like what happened this past monday mm. and the broken nose thing i think was a, a right. bless just complete happenstance and it's only added to the feud and brock and taker again just seeing what, what's going to happen i mean i've liked right. i like to pull apart uh, I like Paul Heyman's promo, so I mean, I'm I'm good on it. I'm I'm excited. I'm, I'm, and I'm excited. We might, we might have information coming up on a uh, 
certain place where we're gonna be able to watch. That, that's not even not even a thing yet. Don't even don't don't even spoil it yet. That's not even a thing yet, Nick. All right, but what is a thing is our uh, first break of the show. Uh, so take it. We'll be right back. Gonna take a breather here on the Straight Shooters Podcast. I'm Vaughn Johnson. Nick Pacone to my right is my main man, Pots and Pans, and we'll be right back we'll be here back. on Wild, Wildfire Radio. And we are back here on Wildfire Radio on the Straight Shooters Podcast. I'm Vaughn Johnson. My main man, Pots and Pans here, Nick Pacone. Of Philly, on? <laughs> a Philly voice and Philly influencer. Of course, I'm of Philly.com. And of course, we just got finished talking about a lot of WWE stuff, but there's a lot more, obviously, in the wrestling we're going on. And we're going to get in that right now. We're going to start with uh, Lucha Underground, which had their season first season finale, unfortunately. I know a lot of people are sad about it. <laughs> but it's Ultima Lucha. The second part of Ultima Lucha happened, uh, was aired last night, and we got a new Lucha Underground champion. Really? And Mil Muertes. Mil Muertes. Muertes. He beat Prince Puma. So, Prince Puma. Yeah. Who's uh, in real life is Ricochet. I'm not yeah. sure if you knew that. Okay. I know the name. Yeah. I know Ricochet. And yeah. I'm mad at myself for not watching it because I, I told Vaughn before this uh, podcast that I watched it on the Unimas network on podcast. <laughs> it was Spanish. completely Spanish. And I just, it was hard for me to get into it just because I couldn't understand. Like, I took up the Spanish five in high school, so I'm pretty well versed in the language somewhat. There was no way I could keep track of the language. I didn't know who was good, who was bad, even based on the audience reactions, because they, they all, um, the few shows I watched, they kind of cheered for everyone. And it was at the beginning, so I kind of get that. And the way they present it, I actually like it's It's different. They present it as an episode of TV. They have like the backstage segments, but they're right, filmed. Like, awesome. They're filmed like a soap opera kind of, where the cameras are different. Right. You know, they're not backstage the way WWE has backstage. Completely segments. different Com- setting. Absolutely. So, uh, so I do. I do like the setup. Uh, just I'm, this past season, I, I just couldn't get into it because of the language barrier. So. Well, that's because you're watching it in Spanish. But if you <laughs> if you watch it in English, you would have saw that it was a, it's a really it's a really fun show. Uh, but uh, Ultima Lucha happened. Uh, I thought the Vampiro Pentagon Junior match was. I mean, it was. Oh, so he's wrestling. I remember he was a commentator. Vampiro. Right. So he's wrestling, and he again. wrestled Pentagon, okay. and uh, they had a crazy hardcore match with light tubes involved and blood really? and all this other stuff. It was a really fun match. Like if you don't see the light tube stuff that often, when you do see it, it's kind of cool actually, especially when it means something. Right. So in this match, it happened, and it turned out that Penta- uh, that Vampiro was Pentagon. Pentagon Junior was talking to his master the whole season. But okay. it turned out Vampiro was his master. Oh. So okay. it's like they had a match, but it's like, Master, I've done it. And it's like, all right, son, so you did it. So the audience didn't know that. Right. Okay. It, it kind of had an inkling, but, okay. Okay. you know, it oh, was yeah. that's the way it went. But uh, I'm that trying to figure out That sounds interesting, though. Yeah, it's, it's a real, real how, cool how story. How long telling. before they're back? You said season finale. So Nobody's I'm, not sure yet. Okay. But I've been told by Conan that there will be a season two. It's okay. just a matter of when and how and when. You know where you're going to watch and stuff like that, but right, he's okay. he's confirmed to me. Yeah, it's going to happen. Okay, so and hopefully it's on a different channel that we can get in English. Well, El Rey I can get. Yeah, El Rey is in English. Have Ray. Right, I need to pay extra for that. Not a whole lot of people have Don't El Rey. Go to Destination America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, where everybody else is. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Ultima Lucha was a fun show. Uh, I guess they had uh, Del Rio or El Patron and John Morrison, okay. uh, Johnny Mundo. John Morrison happened. So that happened. Del Patron was there. He didn't notch. Doing no show. No, he was well. This is taped way back when, so <laughs> okay. he was there. Oh, so it's taped well. Right. Yeah, and Melina okay. showed up again, and it was it was a, it was a really fun show. So I okay. recommend if you haven't caught it yet, catch that. Speaking of Destination America, Ring of Honor, TNA, 
I watched Ring of Honor. I barely got through TNA because it's just I was working a lot. And I'm surprised. Yeah, that you could barely get through TNA. Well, it's it is rough. I'm not gonna lie. And it's taped all over the place because they had to mm. take away yeah. Hernandez's stuff. Right. Yeah. And I, I remember reading that and the whole situation. They were gonna try and figure out how to edit around that. It's, so uh, that's I haven't seen unbelievable. it. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's their own fault too. But oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Unbelievable. But he, he was uh, signed to Lucha Underground, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he had a he had the match that he had a uh, last week's show. He had the uh, the uh, the strap match or whatever it okay. was on but, Impact. Uh, no, on uh, oh, Lucha oh, Underground, Lucha, okay. on the first part of Ultima Lucha. So, okay. uh, yeah, it's just silly. I, I like, I, there's are good things at TNA. I can't completely just bash it, but it just doesn't feel like a company that's rock and rolling. It right. feels like a company yeah, that's on its, its last legs. Yeah, absolutely. And the whole Destination America, I've read reports that they were already soured on Impact and it wasn't <laughs> even, you know, like three, four months into it. Right. Like, really? They're already like, ready to cancel. You, you need to give them a chance. I get that. But the product isn't as good as people make it out to be. They say, yeah. okay, like they might be struggling, but the product's better. And I, I remember watching an episode, I think it was two weeks, in, maybe a three week span, the end of June, early July. And I'm like, nothing has changed. Yeah. They, nothing, literally nothing has changed. Maybe some of the wrestlers are new, but the same booking, it, the it, same. Yeah, it just, it just fast seems pace, like, a- like you they don't give the fans a chance to digest anything. No. You talked about character development earlier. There's literally no character development in TNA. Right. And Maybe Ethan Carter III, but that's that, That's the best thing they've done in the last year, but they throw everything at you every episode because they have to because they really don't have pay-per-views, right. so they have chain matches, they'll have hardcore matches, they'll have, I think, Full Metal Mayhem and all this other stuff that they just throw at you and it's like, but is it, does it matter? Right. <laughs> I don't think it does. We're not in that wrestling boom period, and they're not those fans that want to see that anymore. Right. They, like, it, they do all yeah. that, but this, the ratings don't right. spike yeah, up at all. Spike, so yeah. it's like, what's the point? So that's TNA, Ring of Honor. They had a fairly decent show. I mean, their shows kind of, to me, kind of hit or miss because they've taped yeah. so far in, in advance right. that they're still in like. Terminal 5 in New York and it, they mm. some of the things that they did like they said the Kingdom walking around with the IWGP heavyweight okay. tag titles <laughs> but the, the Bullet Club have those back right. they won them like last month like yeah, <laughs> like it's kind of weird so, but there's some good wrestling that, like that's, do they have storylines the way WWE presents storylines do they go like week to week like not really storyline advancement because to me and I think that's why I got into pro wrestling so much just because it's episodic I want, yeah I want to see a story told before me why I should care and I did watch Ring of Honor's first few shows on Destination America, and I just—it was kind of like a wrestling show. Like right, the wrestling just, is great, just wrestling, fantastic. But like, why do I care about these guys? Exactly. And I, I need that in pro wrestling. I need it. Like they have matches that that don't have anything to do because they had the New Japan guys, and it's just we got to use them on TV, I guess. So they throw them out there, <laughs> yeah. but doesn't matter. Like they had the pay per view where Jay Luther won the title. He wasn't on TV for like two weeks after that. It's right, like yeah, how do you not have how do you not book it to where you know going in he's going to win the title so you book the first TV show you tape afterwards him with the title on that show right. I don't know how that happens NXT does it but they don't yeah and you want people to take it seriously but then you have stuff like that where you know just put it in order like right. like make it make sense don't make people go to the internet and be like well why doesn't this guy have a title we just, I just read that he won it. You know, I, I know a lot of the fans know it's taped in advance. Yeah. But that doesn't make it any less annoying. So. Right. Because, like I said, get to NXT now. NXT does it pretty good because they, they right. pretty much do the same, not the same exact thing, but they do a lot of the similar things that Ring of Honor does. They tape a bunch of shows, right. but they air them in order. Right. You yeah. know? Yeah. And, and then, like, Ring of Honor didn't tape after the pay per view, they taped the day after. 
So yeah, so they could have absolutely had them in succession. Right. So I don't understand. But NXT had a show where they had uh, the opening match, uh, Bailey versus Charlotte. Great match. Right. Bailey went over with a belly to belly from the top rope. Wow. It was pretty cool. Uh, I, I haven't seen that. So you got to go back and watch it. it was <laughs> go back and watch it. Really fun match. And then the uh, main, they had the two interviews with Kevin Owens we talked about yeah. earlier where he walked That's, off. I turned it on. I put it on WWE Network when that was going right. on. So, so they had that. that. Uh, they had they announced that it was a ladder match. Finn Balor right, gave yeah. spoke his piece and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had the announcement that uh, Jushin Thunder Liger is going to face yes. uh, Tyler Breeze, now, and that's another thing I'm looking forward to. I just remember Jushin Thunder Liger as the WCW heavy, uh, light heavyweight champion back right. in like the early '90s, I think right. it was. And I just loved his outfit, loved his costume. I was like, this guy's awesome. So he's still a big name, like he's still a huge name. So. Um, that'll be interesting seeing him in a WWE ring. I don't think I've ever seen him. Uh, in a he's WWE never been. Ring, I don't think so. he's ever been there. So. Just having that NXT brand on it is going to be awesome. Right. So, so I can't so wait for that. They announced that, and they had the main event was uh, Samoa Joe versus Rhino. Samoa Joe goes over. He thankfully has new theme music because the old theme music was garbage. And uh, so, <laughs> how's Samoa Joe doing? I haven't. He's had I, some good I, matches. I've been you know out of the loop on NXT for a little bit. So. He's had some good matches. Just you just kind of kind of in a holding pattern. It's just, right. They're just waiting for the next big angle to come. I guess. Yeah. So he's just he's just winning matches. They're good. They're decent. I, I like Samoa I'm a big fan. So oh, I hope I, he, he really succeeds I, there. When he came out and made his debut, I I don't know. I don't remember what I did. I kind of blacked out. I think I was so excited. <laughs> Lost to see your him. mind. I knew. I we had read that he signed with WWE, and we had read that he was going to be used in the NXT brand. But it's still so awesome to see it happen. Right. You know, it's not just hey, this is going to happen, but you actually see it, and you see him stare down Kevin Owens. That was one of the most. That was the, one of the greatest moments of yeah. my wrestling year. Right. So that's everything else. Of course, got out of the everything else besides WWE. You got Triple Mania this weekend from AAA. That's happening on pay-per-view in Rey the United Mysterio, States and Canada. I think is and, uh, going to be Mis- the main event. Rey Mysterio versus Mr. C's. The dream match as they're promoting it. Mm-hmm. And it's a big match. Uh, they're having... The original uh, Sin Cara, right? Right. <laughs> Alberto El Patron versus Brian Cage in the hair versus hair match. So th- it's okay. a big card. It's Triple H's biggest show of the year. So and that's available in the US? Yep, and Canada on pay-per-view. Okay. So that's a, probably the biggest show this weekend. I'm, I might need to catch that. Right. And they got, of course, locally, CZW's iPay-per-view, Combat okay. Zone Wrestling. Uh, they're having an iPay-per-view this weekend. On uh, Re- Saturday, yep. Retributions, that's Saturday. So... That's pretty much everything else in the world of wrestling and kind of squeezed into one small segment here because we kind of talked about a lot of WWE stuff. A lot of, a lot of SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're definitely uh, going to do this every week when we talk about everything else in wrestling and go in depth on Absolutely. certain things Absolutely. as well. Yep. Uh, but now, Nick, you got some got stuff, some, some hot rumors from the, from the quote-unquote dirt sheets you we want to talk about. a few minutes left. Uh, we have, uh, back at on Raw, we have a new name for the tandem of Paige the trio. Becky Lynch the trio yeah. tandems to it <laughs> yeah. well, there you go we have <laughs> Becky Lynch Paige and Charlotte as they gave themselves the name Submission Sorority yeah well according to TMZ I read earlier today that's actually, it's not a dirt sheet but go ahead no, it, <laughs> it's still funny though it's still interesting <laughs> to me uh, that's the same name used by Bang Brothers a porn adult well Obviously, a porn industry, yeah, and they have a series called Haze Her, and they they wow. use that name. They use that name. So WWE took Submission Sorority, which was already used by the the adult in the adult film industry. That's, that's not PG at all. Not PG at all. Ooh. So we're gonna. I'm sure they're gonna address that. And you know what else is funny? What is that? They call it the SS or whatever. A lot of people call it the SS, and of course that's what you know. 
a very uh, that's us right <laughs> straight shooters right or, or and it's not it's a not so good connotation is like with Nazi uh, Germany yes, too yes 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 yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think they thought of that neither no that, <laughs> that surprised me because when they when they first had their promo on Raw I was like oh this is awesome you know I'm writing my Raw recap for Philly Voice I was like that's a great name didn't even bother to like you know Google it like you know probably a normal person would like, <laughs> hey do they already have something up on WWE.com is their profile already up that's what a lot of people do Nope, it's a uh, Bang Brothers, and I also read that Bang Brothers is going to be sending Vince McMahon a lot of flowers because they, oh my their, God. their some their submissions or subscriptions submissions subscriptions Have skyrocketed fifty six percent. Really? Yes. So they're going to be sending Vince some flowers for that. Wow, I'm sure Vince would be happy to get those flowers. And I also read something Divas uh, related earlier today, and this will be what we end on. Uh, there's talk of creating a Divas tag team title in WWE. Now, we just talked about the Divas revolution. I think this is an absolutely great idea. You do? I do. I don't, I don't think I, so. Why not? They, they, they don't do anything with the titles they have right now. Uh, and I, I get that. And a Divas tag title, do you have enough Divas to have a tag division? I mean, they got a nine now, but... How many yeah. times do you see those matchups? Yeah, I, I get that. And maybe they can filter in some. There are a lot that they don't use either. And I wonder if they'll actually well, start to infuse. They can't use Rosa Mendez because she's pregnant. No, now. she's pregnant. Yeah, that's so, another. She's off the thought. table. She, even though she actually. She's not a good wrestler, but. <laughs> no, she actually broke that to WWE.com, which right. well, was a little earlier today, which was awesome. So we have. Congrats, um, Rosa, by the way. Yeah. Congrats. Good for you. I wonder, is she still with Fandango? I wonder if it's his. Uh, who who knows? Shut up. Okay. <laughs> what if it's his? Uh, <laughs> little Fandango, so baby. We, but I love the Divas tag team title. I think you uh, talk about a revolution, and that is something different. That's, so creating a new title for them just yeah, to have devalue. Them for something. Like, they have two matches now on Raw. I, all right, I see, I see your point. And now you have them vying for something that's more than just one title. So I think like it'll make everything that much cooler in that division. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not a fan of it. It's just don't. You know, they they, they barely know what to do with the Divas title. They barely know what to do with well, the IC well, you title. Told, you told us they you, they're going to give Nikki Bella the the I, I don't trust over it. AJ Lee's uh, record. They're going to give her the record. So they know what they're doing with that title. So. I I don't <laughs> trust it. I don't trust it. Well, let's 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 wrap it up here. Nick, where, where can people find you at on social media, man? I'm at Nick Picone on Twitter and we are also at Shooters Radio on Twitter. Yep. Uh, we'll be utilizing that frequently, so stay tuned for that. You can also read my Raw and SmackDown recaps along with breaking news and pay-per-view recaps at phillyvoice.com and I'm also editor at phillyinfluencer.com. And what about you, Vaughn? Uh, I'm at Vaughn M. Johnson, and we also have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash the straight shooters. We can post some stuff there. Uh, you can also read my recaps and interviews I have. I got interviews with Conan, uh, Sozio, You do great interviews, by the way. Thank Your you. latest one with Seth Rollins was fantastic. I appreciate that. So, you can read that on philly.com, on the Square Circle blog on philly.com. Ray Mysterio's up there. There's a bunch of people. Uh, there's a lot of people I've interviewed, so you can read all those at Square Circle blog on philly.com. Uh, like I said, at Vaughn M. Johnson. Facebook.com slash the straight shooters at shooters radio on Twitter. We got a lot going on here. We do. We and do. Uh, we're going to make this fantastic. Right. So this is just the first episode. We will get better with time. I promise you that. Absolutely. Right. Uh, I have nothing to add. You, you nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> I nailed it. But uh, so for Nick Pacone, I am Vaughn Johnson. Thanks for listening to the first episode of the straight shooters podcast here on wildfire radio. Uh, and we'll see you next week right here. Play it.